This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's get to Jeff McNeil. We'll get to the contract, then we'll go back and take a look at his career and everything moving forward. When Jeff McNeil posted on Instagram about five days ago that he was at City Field and then subsequently was at a Ranger game that night, it was natural for a lot of people on social media to say, what's going on? Is Jeff McNeil negotiating a contract extension? And I wanted to think the same thing. A part of me wanted to believe that. But then I thought to myself, come on, it's not as simple as that. He could be at City Field just because he wanted to visit New York. Maybe he wants to, to drop stuff off at his New York apartment prior to going down to spring training and figured, hey, let me go into City Field. Let me say hi to the security guards. Let me just see what's up. Let me give uh, Billy Epler a fist bump. And then, oh, by the way, there's a hockey game tonight. Let me go see it. And I think a lot of times we jump to a million conclusions based on small things. So. While, yeah, my Mets text chat was lighted buzz with the idea of Jeff McNeil in town, I, for the most part, shrugged it off, figuring it probably doesn't mean anything. And then all of a sudden, you hear in the last 72 hours, they're talking. And within minutes of they're talking, we have a deal. Jeff Passon tweets it out, a four-year, $50 million deal. And I think to a T, everyone had the same reaction. Number one excitement if you're a Met fan, like who would be against this? We want Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, the two guys that were scheduled to be free agents after 2024 to sign. But also, really? That's it? <laughs> I think we all had that reaction. And it's understandable. We're living in a time in which, you know, we're watching shortstops get 12-year contracts, 13-year contracts, $300 million, $250 million. We just saw our own Brandon Nemo, good ball player get $160 million, whatever it turned out to be. I forget now. So naturally, when you've got a guy that won the National League batting title and you've got a guy that's had a really consistent career outside of one bad year, you would just think on the surface, well, he's, he's going to get $100 million. He may not get Pete Alonso money. He may not get the $300 million that Lindor got. But I do, I do think it's natural to just assume it was going to be a big-time contract. Now when you peel some layers off, and you start to really think about it. And we never did. We didn't devote uh, an entire podcast to the McNeil extension. We were going to, believe it or not, in late March. I was going to do that with Pete Alonzo, too. The McNeil one has been canceled because there's a contract. But we were going to you know, peel some layers off and analyze this fully and look at player comps and say, okay, here's a realistic contract. Not saying we would have nailed it by any stretch, but we would have put more thought to it. I hadn't put that much thought to it. So 
my natural thought was, since I didn't think that much about it, wow, four years, $50 million, that's a freaking steal. When you look closer at things and you see not only his age today, how old he is right now, which is 30, but essentially he's 31 because a week into this season, he's going to turn 31. And then you think about, well, next year he's under contract, at least not under contract, but arbitration eligible. He'll be here. Now he's 32. Now, when you think about his free agent year, he's 33 years old. And by the way, I'm not judging him. It's this is none of this is his fault. It's when he was born. It's when he was drafted. It's how long it took for the Mets to call him up. So these aren't things like Jeff McNeil effed up, but he's going to be 33 years old upon entering free agency. That's number one. Number two, he's a really unique baseball player. Now, that uniqueness is something I love, and it's something that I think a lot of people in our audience love because it's so different in this era, which is he does not strike out a lot. He puts the bat on the ball. He hits for a high average. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs. He had one stretch of time in his major league career back in 2019, which was a very good year, in which he hit home runs. He had 23 of them that year, and if you look back at when he hit them, they pretty much all came in the second half. It's almost like Jeff McNeil said, I'm going to try something different in the second half of the year. More on that later because I always found that fascinating. But he doesn't hit a lot of home runs. And the guys who get paid, not that they're typical 40 home run a year sluggers, but they hit for more pop than Jeff McNeil does. So when you look at comparable baseball players, and I gave this a lot of thought, okay, who's comparable to Jeff McNeil today And who's comparable to Jeff McNeil from the past? And and it's impossible to find a guy that's exactly the same, a left-handed hitter, a guy that plays multiple positions, and then obviously those qualities I just described. So some of the names I'm going to mention off the top, you're going to say, well, that's not the same. It's never going to be perfect. From the past, one guy that was pretty similar is Placido Polanco, similar in terms of Position versatility, Polanco could play anywhere. Obviously, Polanco was a righty. McNeil was a lefty. From this day and age, there's one guy that jumps out at me who's very similar. And get get to know him, Met fans, because he got traded to the National League East this year. So if you're not that familiar with him, you're about to find out. And that's Luis Arise, formerly of the Minnesota Twins. Another guy, he's played second. He's played third. He's played first. He bats left-handed. He's won a batting title. In fact, the batting title he won was this year. But I think Jeff McNeil is better because Luis Arise has no pop. Extra base hits, not normal. Jeff McNeil, a little bit more pop. I'm not just talking about home runs, by the way, when I talk about pop. I'm talking about slugging percentage. I'm talking about driving the baseball. I'm talking about getting extra base hits. But Luis Arise won a batting title last year. He had 316. His OPS was under 800, which is a part of what I'm talking about. He doesn't draw that many walks, did not hit for a lot of pop, but it's similar. I mean, Luis Arise and Jeff McNeil are pretty similar, but one thing that hurts Jeff is Luis is 26 years old, or he's going to be 26 years old. So you're talking about a five-year age difference, but I think they're similar. Michael Brantley as a hitter, very similar. Obviously, the position stuff, not the same. Brantley's a lot older. He's had an injury history. But the kind of hitters that they are, are similar. And if you look at Michael Brantley's paydays in his career, two-year, $32 million deal. That was the contract he signed at 32 years old 
when he left Cleveland to go to Houston. Now, Brantley had concerns about his health, which was a thing, and I think probably led to him only getting that two-year contract. But look at his offensive numbers. Look at his age. Look at him. Look at him as a baseball player. And this is after 2018, I should say. I was going into the 2019 season. In 2018, Michael Brantley played 143 games, so he stayed healthy. Two previous years was not healthy. But contract year, plays 143 games, hits 309, 17 home runs, 76 RBIs, 832 OPS, never strikes out, only strikes out 60 times. Those are McNeil-like numbers. I mean, think about what Jeff McNeil just gave us this season. He had 326, so higher batting average, only nine home runs, lower batting average. 836 OPS is exactly the same. How many strikeouts did I say Brantley had 60? McNeil at 61. So statistically, I mean, very similar seasons, different positions. I get that. Brantley exclusively an outfielder, a lot of DH. Jeff McNeil, second base, left field. You could put him anywhere. But that was Brantley in a contract year. McNeil's not in a contract year. He was in a year of two more years of team control. Michael Brantley goes to free agent off the season that Jeff McNeil just had and signs a two-year, $32 million deal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And if your point or your thought would be, yeah, but those injury seasons really cause concern, that's going to cause concern on the years. It's not going to cause too much concern on the money. And now McNeil is getting less money than that, but not by a lot. So Jeff McNeil is getting 7.5 this year. He's getting 11.5 next year. Those are the two years where All he could do is just negotiate via arbitration or have that as his power. Like, here's what I want. Let's say what they want. They don't agree. They go to arbitration. These This year and next year was just based on that. So, obviously, the Mets had the power there. 7.5, 11.5. Then the two free agent years they just bought out. I told you Brantley was making $16 McNeil, 15.5, 15.5. So, when you really think about it, Jeff McNeil got the same deal Michael Brantley got. It ain't much different. It's two years past free agency. There's a, um, a club option, which we should point out, but it's a two year, $31 million deal that McNeil got post arbitration. Brantley's contract was two years, 32 million. So it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say what we expected because I didn't expect it because I didn't do the research. I admit this. Like I wasn't prepared. I told Pete, I said late March McNeil extension. <laughs> But when you look at the comps, and I think Brantley is, he's a decent comp. There is no perfect comp. Even Luis Arise isn't a perfect comp because he's 25 years old. Trying to find a baseball player like Jeff McNeil, the contract makes sense. So his agent should not be fired. If, if you're someone saying, come on, his agent's a schmuck. He should be fired. No, I think this is the market for someone who is in the situation of Jeff McNeil, which is, He's not that young. He doesn't hit for a lot of pop. He's this kind of baseball player. No one's going to feel bad for him. It's still a lot of wealth 
that he now has guaranteed over the next four years, but the kind of baseball player he is, this is the contract that makes sense for him. Yeah, you know, it's funny because there's one person who actually played in New York that I'm, I am I, I look at and I go, tail end of his career looks very similar to Jeff, kind of looks similar to Jeff McNeil, but he played in the pinstripes, Yankee pinstripes, played shortstop. His name is Derek Jeter. If you look at the last, seven years of Derek Jeter's career he wasn't a, he was he really never was a home run hitter he hit 20 home runs again we talk about small ball, ballparks whatever t- different era etc but he was just a hit, pure hitter hit close to 200 hits a season had those doubles if he wasn't hitting doubles maybe he had a couple more home runs a season but RBI totals went down towards the second half of his career. OPS was very similar to McNeil. Sturdy defense. And that's basically what Jeff McNeil, what he adds to this team, to the Mets, for the next four years, it's amazing, actually. If you think about you have that piece, pure hitter, and whatever else they're going to do. We've already talked about next year, about Otani of the world coming to, to New York. Think about a guy like Jeff McNeil, who all he does is get on base and hit the ball. Our lineup is going to be so freaking stacked. It's going to sound, it's going to look like, wow, the Mets got one over on McNeil at the end of the day. It really is. It, he he also allows them to pursue a lot of different ways of getting better because he's a borderline gold glove second baseman. Getting to watch him every day. I'm not going to compare him to every other second baseman in baseball because we don't watch them every day. But watching Jeff McNeil every day, he plays the position really, really well. He plays it at a very high level. Luis Guillerme is a gold glover where Luis Guillerme. Ah, who stopped himself and corrected? Yeah. Luis Guillerme is a gold glover wherever he is. So even though Jeff McNeil may not be the best defensive second baseman on his team, he is really, really good at second base and he's only gotten better. And I think, a lot of the defensive metrics back that up. So that's not just the eye test, which is important. I think the defensive metrics back that up too. When he plays the outfield, he's suitable. He is fine. He is not a gold glover in the outfield, but he doesn't embarrass himself. And why that's so important is because if the Mets are looking for a bat at the trade deadline, okay, we're sitting here saying, oh my God, they need to add a veteran bat. McNeil allows you to make that bat a second baseman or an outfielder. And I bring that up because you never know who's available. You know, you can't create the available player in a Petri dish. Sometimes you got to get what's what's there. You can't predict it. So having guys that can play anywhere, second base, third base, not as good as third base, but can play third base, left field, right field, could stick them over at first base if you needed. Not that that's really something they want to do. It also creates these opportunities, not just at the trade deadline, but during the offseason, when you're changing your roster, when you're improving your roster, to look at him as a Swiss Army knife, where he could move somewhere else to help your team get better. And obviously, during the course of a long season with injuries, that also creates an opportunity. And when Starling Marte missed a lot of time, one of the first things I brought up is Jeff McNeil should play the outfield. Uh, the left field situation right now, here's how I view it with no Carlos Correa. What does left field have to do with third base? Here's what it does. Brett Beatty can play a lot of left field. Jeff McNeil can play a lot of left field. Eduardo Escobar can play third base. Or maybe Brett Beatty plays third base. And Eduardo Escobar plays second base. And Jeff McNeil plays left field, giving them other outfield options. Mark Canna is a fine player. Starling Marte is going to miss time. Mark Canna and Starling Marte are not playing 155 games. They're not. 
and they shouldn't. So who is playing in left field? Who is playing in right field? Having that kind of position versatility allows it to be a lot of different guys. The guy who may end up getting in the lineup to replace Starling Marte is Luis Guillorme. It's simple. He plays third, a second. McNeil goes to right. McNeil goes to left. It could be Brett Beatty. Now, I don't know yet where the Mets are going to feel more comfortable with Beatty. Is it left field? Is it third base? Because one option is Beatty at third, Escobar at second, McNeil in left. Another option is Beatty at um, uh, Beatty in left, Escobar at third, McNeil at second. Depends on how you view each of those three guys at those positions. The point is, I don't want to get bogged down in that, is that McNeil's versatility creates all these options, which is a part of the value that he has.